We hope you are enjoying our expanded podcast schedule. For the month of July, we have something new for our members. Each month, members who successfully answer our bonus content quiz will be entered for a chance to win a pair of AirPods Pro. To participate, you must have access to the bonus sections of the podcasts. Members also receive an ad-free listening experience, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of July, you'll receive 50% off the normal membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code fireworks at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code fireworks. Thank you for your support. July 10th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cottnor. And I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. President Joe Biden has embarked on a three-nation trip, beginning with the United Kingdom, where he will meet with Prime Minister Rishi Sunak to discuss the upcoming NATO summit in Ukraine. Biden will also meet Britain's King Charles to focus on climate change and the environment. The main part of his trip will be the NATO summit in Lithuania, where the Allies will discuss supporting Ukraine against Russian forces. Biden is expected to pressure Turkey into dropping opposition to Sweden's NATO membership bid. However, there is no unanimity within NATO on Ukraine's immediate accession into the alliance. Biden will also visit Helsinki, where he will meet with Finland's leaders and attend a summit of U.S. and Nordic leaders. President Biden stated in an interview that Ukraine is not ready for NATO membership, and it would be premature to initiate the process while the war is ongoing. He emphasized that there is no consensus within NATO regarding Ukraine's inclusion, and that it should happen only after a peace agreement with Russia is in place. Biden also mentioned that Ukraine needs to meet additional requirements, such as democratization, to be considered for membership. The president defended his decision to supply Ukraine with cluster munitions, citing the country's dwindling ammunition supplies and the need to prevent defenselessness. The NATO summit will also discuss Sweden's interest in joining the alliance, with Biden expressing optimism about Sweden's entrance despite opposition from President Erdogan of Turkey. During the interview, Biden addressed concerns about his age and expressed his intention to finish the job in the next six years. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen's visit to Beijing did not result in any immediate breakthrough or easing of tensions between the United States and China. The 10 hours of meetings covered various issues, including U.S. technology export controls and China's punitive actions against U.S. firms. However, the primary objective of opening communications with her Chinese counterpart, Vice Premier Ha Lafeng, and explaining U.S. intentions on a broad range of policies was achieved. The meeting itself was considered an accomplishment, given the lack of communication and high levels of mistrust between the two sides. Despite the pragmatic and rational tone of the visit, expectations for positive outcomes remain uncertain. Yellen's discussions with Chinese officials touched on significant disagreements, such as U.S. concerns about China's unfair economic practices and recent actions against U.S. companies. While compromise is still difficult to envision, dialogue between the two countries is seen as a positive step. 
the talks may pave the way for more frequent communications at the staff level and potentially a meeting between President Joe Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping later this year. Elsewhere, Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte has announced that he will retire from politics after the next election, following the collapse of his government. Rutte, who has been leading the Netherlands since 2010, is the country's longest-serving prime minister. Despite being linked to top international jobs, he stated that he is not interested in pursuing them. Rutte will continue as a caretaker prime minister until the elections in November. While he expressed mixed feelings about leaving, he believes it is the right decision. His government's collapse was a result of disagreements over a new asylum policy, specifically regarding limited family reunions for asylum seekers, which faced opposition from the Christian Uni Party. An independent statistical analysis conducted by Russian media outlets Media Zona and Medusa, in collaboration with a data scientist from Germany's Tubingen University, has revealed that nearly 50,000 Russian men have died in the war in Ukraine. The analysis utilized a statistical concept called excess mortality, which estimates the number of additional deaths compared to normal. The Russian government has publicly acknowledged the deaths of just over 6,000 soldiers, while reports on military losses have been suppressed in Russian media. Media Zona and the BBC's Russian service have been documenting war deaths through social media and cemetery photographs, identifying 27,423 dead Russian soldiers. To further assess the situation, the journalists obtained records of inheritance cases, indicating there were 25,000 more cases open for males aged 50 to 49 in 2022 than expected, rising to 47,000 cases by May 2023. The surge aligns with assessments by the White House, the UK Ministry of Defense, and leaked U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency reports, although discrepancies and uncertainty still exist. The analysis sheds light on the true human cost of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which the Russian government has been attempting to hide. Spanish rescuers are conducting a search operation off the Canary Islands for a boat carrying over 200 African migrants who went missing more than a week ago. The fishing boat departed from Cafuntin, a town in southern Senegal with many children on board. Two other boats with dozens of people are also reported missing. The dangerous route from West Africa to the Canary Islands has claimed many lives, with at least 559 deaths recorded last year. The Mediterranean region recently witnessed a tragic shipwreck off the Greek coast, resulting in confirmed deaths and hundreds of missing migrants. Despite a decrease in arrivals without permission in the Canary Islands in 2022, the flow of migrants along this perilous route remains high compared to previous years. In lighter news, the Snail Racing World Championships, a beloved event in Congham, England, is set to make a comeback this weekend after a hiatus in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Established by Tom Elwes in the 1960s, the event has now been recognized by Guinness World Records as the longest-running humane snail racing world championships. The competition involves snails vying to cover a distance of 13 inches, with the current record of 22 seconds achieved by a snail named Archie in 1995. The ultimate prize for the winner is a tankard filled with lettuce. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, 
please email us at podcasts at the dsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.